0: Hello and welcome everyone back to the Reader Copy Podcast, the comic podcast about comic books. My name is Chris. It is January the 20th, Wednesday. I always have to think ahead now because it's on Wednesdays now. Uh, my name is Chris. I am joined by my co-host Daniel. Yeah, that's right. We're on a new weekday to make
1: room for our other show, the Reader Copy Recap, which premieres on Mondays now. Um, so, if you guys are wondering, you're sitting there on Monday. Hey, where's the regular episode? Oh, we're seated over here, guys, on Wednesday. <laughs> Back here. Over oh, here. Yeah, we got a spot. We got a spot for you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Seat's taken. <laughs> uh yeah so if you haven't checked it out already we did a recap of the first two episodes of wandavision yeah
1: that was fun uh good show but student tune into those episodes to get a full full understanding of the show our our opinions and a rundown of the show what our thoughts
0: yeah we have a great show for you today we got brand new comic book news side stories and all that uh, Daniel, do you want to explain how the show works? Here on the Reader to Copy podcast, our regular show, we'll split up into three.
1: First up, we'll talk about comic book news, updates you guys on everything going on this week. And in the middle, we will talk about a specific comic book story. This week, we're doing Super Sons from DC Comics. And then we'll finish up with our side stories where we uh, talk about what we've been watching, reading, whatever is our entertainment for the week. Cool. Let's get into the
0: news. <laughs> You know, a while back, Disney decided to just own everything <laughs> yeah. and bought Fox, right? And with Fox, they got the rights back to Fantastic Four and all the X-Men property that Fox had the rights to, right? And one of the biggest properties that they had was Deadpool. Yeah, surprising enough, Deadpool...
1: It was a big chunk of uh you know the the Fox property right the surprise the price surprise
0: hit for, for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Deadpool is hugely popular now. And the big question was, does he fit with like the Disney Marvel movies?
1: Uh you even said, hey, the Mouse Disney, they don't do our movies. They just
0: it's not gonna yeah. happen. Never gonna happen. Never gonna happen. Uh, I was wrong. <laughs> Collider.com confirmed it in an interview with Kevin Feige that Deadpool will be in the MCU with Deadpool 3 and it will be
1: R-rated. Yeah. So a couple of things there. Um, I guess Deadpool is going to have the baggage of the first two movies, right? Um, Somehow maybe the baggage of the other X-Men movies, but it's going to fit in nicely with MCU. At least that's what Kevin says.
0: I don't know how they're going to make it work. Deadpool already is a fourth wall breaking character. So maybe he is the only one that remembers that stuff. Maybe it is totally separate. It's Deadpool th- 3, but then just like kind of like a totally different story. But I don't know. Like at least we know it's going to be the same style of like raunchiness and violence and comedy. Right. We are sticking, wrapping it up, back up to R rated.
1: Um, The question is, what could possibly be the uh, first movie? I'm wondering, maybe the first movie is uh, Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe. Could that be the first story they do? (laughs) That makes sense. Right on the bat. Yeah. They need a reboot. They need a reboot, right?
0: Kill everyone off. That's the answer. Okay. So, survive Endgame just for Deadpool to just kill everyone else. That knows who. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to handle it. If Deadpool will be the first, even the first, like, hint at X-Men properties, that's kind of weird, too. Like, he's the first one.
1: Yeah, that's right. Uh, Does he have to explain what a mutant is to everyone else in the universe? Is he the one, the the genius, that has to explain what... What the new uh, super powered humans are? Don't be scared.
0: Yeah, and is is like is Cable with him in this one? Because in Deadpool 2, like he didn't go back into the future.
1: Okay, uh, I I I'm really confused. I don't know. I, I apparently they're saying it's gonna fit in. It's gonna work neatly. Don't worry about it. I think we have to do the fourth wall breaking stuff. No, don't worry. I'm I'm worried about it. You're
0: worried? Why? Because oh, you're you're worried about your your little X man <laughs> Don't. Don't ruin this for us. (laughs) We've been waiting years to get the best X-Men movie we can get. And Deadpool is not the first character i would throw out there but i guess he's the cash cow right now
1: yeah uh even in the interview kevin kept repeating ryan's name so i think he knows ryan is a it's in his his hands and he's gonna got it covered and i think Mm. he's also willing to play ball so i think that's good sign for everyone
0: i hope so i hope it's not like r-rated just because of like curse words right like r-rated for deadpool means like he's being ripped in half or something (laughs) yeah So what does it mean? What other MCU characters could we see already there with him? Or what other old Fox characters is he bringing along with him? I I don't know. It's still a lot of questions up in the air. I'm happy it's going to happen. I enjoy the first two Deadpool movies. So I'm glad that we're getting a third. But could this just be like a third, just to like please Ryan Reynolds and end the contract and then be done with Deadpool? I mean, that is also a possibility.
1: It's funny how we've they've done all these weird things, the MCU, all these connected universes and tying things together. And this is what we're scratching our heads with: is like, how are they fitting in Ryan Reynolds into this? <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. You know, I think it's Kevin's so, got yeah. it figured out. I think he's got to figure you it figured out. So yeah.
0: <laughs> I hope so cuz I I don't know how I would do it but I don't know. I uh, Deadpool cool. I really like him. This is going to lead to like an X-Force thing like they kind of alluded to in the second one. Is it going to is he going to reference old characters like he talks about Hugh Jackman all the time.
1: All right. I don't think we're not losing that. I think we're going to we're going to keep those jokes <laughs> okay. in there and everyone's going to keep laughing. Um, you see who he's going to interact with. I know he's hanged out with Spider-Man in, in comics. Maybe that'll be some fun. It'll be like a, <laughs> it'll be like, I a, can't
0: see this Deadpool hanging out with Tom Holland though. Like it's a little too different. It's pretty weird. It's like company
1: telephone too, because it's Fox to, to Disney to, yeah. to to Sony.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I am excited. Probably won't see this for a while though, but it it confirms that it's going to happen. So. You think this could lead into more R-rated MCU films outside of Deadpool?
1: Um, I think they know their market, and yeah. I think Deadpool has a market for R-rated, but the rest of the properties don't need to be in. I think we're not honestly going to get too much R-rated things. I think we're going to end with Deadpool.
0: Hmm, okay, because I know they have the rights back to a lot of their Netflix characters, so like you wouldn't want an R-rated Punisher movie. Oh, hmm. You wouldn't want an R-rated good Ghost Rider movie.
1: <laughs> oh, interesting. Actually, something maybe actually scary. Yeah. Huh. We're we're bringing uh, Ryan back. He's from a totally different company. This is his second time playing the character uh, in a different mm-hmm. like, kind of role. Maybe Nick Cage can
0: come, come back and do a good Ghost Rider. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Forget I asked. <laughs> <laughs> you asked. You know who is coming back, apparently? Uh, it's Chris Evans. Yeah. News broke that he's in talks to reprise his role. As Captain America in the MCU, which is like, how long was he gone? Like, we don't count twenty twenty, so he was gone for like less than a year (laughs) before he came back. Yeah, he got old
1: and everything. He lived a good life. He settled down with Peggy. Uh, Yeah, what's what's up with that? Why why do you need to come back, Chris? Evan, they say
0: he's gonna be. They say he's gonna be in not necessarily a Captain America movie or anything, but another project. And if it works out and everyone likes it, he'll come back for a second, like a potential, like, I don't know if it's a sequel or connected to that first project. So for now, it's just one and he'll just appear in it. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what it could be. There's a lot of options they have. I would love to see him with, like, a throwback World War II movie where he's, like, side by side with Logan oh
1: it, oh wow that does happen in the, in the in the comics uh could it be something closer sooner could it be the falcon winter soldier with him being old man <laughs> somehow they had yeah, to talk to him again old guy yeah yeah uh, I mean,
0: could it be having to do with like his super soldier serum and all the experiments after him which does lead up to weapon x right or do we get do we get what happened in the secret empire storyline with uh, Hydra Captain America
1: that'd be pretty hard to pull off uh, maybe that's just a different dimension that Loki's traveling to in, in his show or something like that. Mm, yeah. A different multiverse in, you know, multiverse of madness. Maybe just a different horrible storyline where he's evil the whole time.
0: Yeah. Man, there's so many options. And I'm sure it would take a lot for Chris Evans to come back, to want to come back. It'd have to be pretty different than just being Captain America again. So I think all these are, like, potentially what's going to happen. Right. Like, uh, I think he, he made enough bank. I think he made, he does, he's
1: done enough of the role to be satisfied. Um, one uh-huh. thing too, is he noted early on, he might want to direct a project possibly for the oh, MCU. Yeah. Maybe he will do maybe just an episode or something of a series later on, that um, they don't have uh, mapped out yet. That could be a possibility. That might be what they're in talks with for, there was something on his Twitter though, where he was like, Oh, this is the first I've heard about this. <laughs> of him. Yeah.
0: I, th- yeah. That's a thing that actors do though. Like Tatiana Mislani said like, I never heard about this. And next week she was she Hulk. So. Yeah. Yeah, she's green and everything. <laughs> So I I do believe like this is true that he's in talks to come back. He I, I don't I don't know like what it could be. There's things on the internet where like they people wanted to see like a Disney Plus series of Captain America just returning all the Infinity Stones. Right, right. The what happened hijinks, yeah. <laughs> well like weird like stuff that he can get into but i don't it'd have to be pretty cool i I don't want him to just come back for just like a cameo or something like that i would want him to come back and maybe like maybe Honestly, maybe he is, like, the Nick Fury to the young Avengers or something like that. Oh, wow. That's really interesting,
1: huh? Teaching them how to, like, be a superhero and all that. That uh, I like mm. that idea. Oh, and
0: I think it, it'd be cool if, like, man, Secret Invasion is happening and we can't trust all the adult heroes. So I can only trust these new kids because no one knows them as heroes yet
1: Uh well what if maybe we were running around with a uh captain america that is actually a scroll the whole time maybe that's what they're oh, in books with yeah uh.
0: mm, even better okay well we figured it out
1: yeah sorry kevin <laughs> we got you we got you pegged
0: <laughs> what if he's not coming back as captain america but instead as the human torch horrible <laughs> 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 forgot totally about that <laughs> We're if that show is part of the same
1: a universe,
0: <laughs> we're dealing with multiverses, yeah. so like it could happen. Hate it. <laughs> <laughs> um, like there's so like I know Marvel plans out their stuff years in advance. Mm-hmm. I know phase. Whatever, like, the whole first, was it three phases of Marvel, the whole Infinity Saga? Like, ballpark, they had that plan from the get, I think. Leading all the way out to Thanos and all that, Civil War. I think, I think from uh, Avengers 1, they had everything else planned out after that already.
1: I believe that, yeah, yeah. After seeing that as he says and... Knowing it was gonna be successful before it was released, I can see them just plotting it out. You know, it was written down somewhere, so
0: I think they, yeah, <laughs> in the comics they they had a, they had a plan. <laughs> and Kevin Feige over on um, ComicBookReport.com they revealed that Kevin Feige said that they do have the next five six years planned out, just not revealed everything yet. Oh. I think they've only talked about stuff coming out until. 2022 so the next two to three years maybe but they say next past that up to like 2026 they already know what they're doing and right now I think the most far out thing they're doing in terms of like timeline is they announced the Fantastic Four
1: right oh really okay oh that's pretty down the road then
0: my guess is that's like three years from now
1: yeah they've got to plan out that. I mean it just makes sense they plan out so much um, before mm-hmm. you know every, the world went to a halt like in 2019, they had three movies out. I mean, that's yeah. a lot of movies in between them that they have to like. How how long do you think this is gonna go? This MCU, the entire thing. When um, does a bubble pop?
0: Forever.
1: Yeah, it's just a new genre.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think until until Disney literally owns everything. <laughs>
1: Until they find the new hotness when it's outside of a comic books. I believe that.
0: I mean, if you count next year, I think. Well, if you count this year, well, it's weird because Spider Man is by Sony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you count this year, it's four MCU movies. Four? Well,
1: that's because they had to crunch everything down, right? Because of 2020. I guess, yeah. But I think they're going to move forward with just four movies every year. I saw that there's like uh, I think Black Widow and the next movie uh, after that is like two months or something like that. it's yeah, it's spoiling Shang-Chi us. It's
0: gonna come out like right right behind it. Wow! And then later in the year, I think in October or November, we'll get Eternals, and then right after that, we'll get the third Spider-Man movie
1: already. Yeah, that's a lot of stuff, man.
0: We haven't seen any of the trailers <laughs> of those like last three movies. Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: we've, we've I think got they're got the Black be Widow big. one. Yeah, we got the Black Widow one a long time ago already, but you know circumstances.
0: <laughs> I'm surprised we haven't seen any footage from Eternals yet, because that has been in production for a while, and we haven't even gotten like a teaser. But I expect that to be pretty big. Um, Knowing that they have this planned out for the next six years, I have to assume X-Men is in there somewhere.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, they own the property. They... They, they're not buying it and not doing anything with it, right? Right. <laughs> they, they've got to do something big. Uh, so if that's in there, within the six years, you think they, have, they already have a game plan? They're not sitting on their hands uh, waiting on Absolutely. it? Absolutely. They have a game plan for the characters introducing Professor
0: X and Wolverine and Cyclops and all that. How they introduce them, I don't know. My guess is they introduce a character at a time in different movies and then have their own movie. But like I assume there's some X-Men or X-Men spin-off or X-Men character movie in the next six years. Yeah,
1: yeah. We know we're getting Deadpool 3 already, like we mentioned.
0: Yeah. I don't count him. He doesn't count. <laughs> He's a side character. Like I'm talking about mainline X Men characters. X and X women.
1: <laughs> Wanna be PC here. Okay. I-, I believe that too, but I've six years considering we have revealed the next three years. Uh-huh. That's what is that's like three years we did not have revealed yet and they have mapped out. I would think they would be longer farther down the road, like eight years. Till we get X Men? No, eight, eight years like they would have it planned eight years ahead from now. Everything past oh. X Men, but maybe they're lowballing, maybe that's stuff later down the road they might rewrite, but who knows?
0: Yeah. I also think they're lying too. Like I bet Kevin does have it next eight to ten
1: years. He has the time stone. he actually knows what's gonna happen.
0: Yeah, he's seen it already and he's just <laughs> recreating it. That's how he knew this was going to be success. He just already knew. <laughs> so six years down the line, I, I totally believe that they have a plan already. I wonder if there's going to be any huge surprises, any movies that we don't expect, any like things that are not like a sequel to something we already saw. But I, I mean, on, only time will tell. Mm-hmm. Are we going to get uh, a Nova movie or a, how, how are we going to see these Disney Plus characters in the movies like Moon Knight and Miss Marvel? How are we going to see them in the movies? Um, are some of the things that are in the show going to bleed into the movies, like Secret Invasion? Will that bleed into the movies somehow? Um, they're really just making it so you have to watch every single episode and movie to just even understand what is going on.
1: Yeah, they do it in the comics too. Yeah, uh, if yes. you didn't know. Um, are speculations right? Are they gonna planning for Young Avengers in Phase Five? Um. We know Kang's going to be characters. He's actually more of a big bad Mm -hmm. in the whole universe, not just in the Ant-Man stuff. These are questions we have.
0: I think they have the answers. Who do you want to be the overall big bad of this like timeline phase or whatever they're counting this now as? Um, Are you leaning towards a Doctor Doom? Are you leaning towards Kang? Are you leaning towards possibly... It's hard to do it because it's through Sony, but like a Norman Osborn? Oh, right. I think the Norman Osborn is
1: the big bad of the Spider-Man stuff. Um, and I think Doctor Doom is going to be the big bad of the MCU. He's not as you know base starting as strong as Thanos, right? But mm-hmm. just his ego is going to power him enough. And we okay. know that we he like, fits the mold. He fits the mold. Um, and we said Fantastic Four is the tail end of what we know already. So that just that just points to it, it could be him.
0: Yeah, I hope we get a really cool Doctor Doom. Yeah, we better. I mean, what, what have we got so far? It's not. It's not lived up. <laughs> <Yeah, out. I, laughs> So, like we said, a lot of Marvel stuff happening because 2020, we didn't get any MCU stuff, which was like a big letdown, but we did get a lot of cool comic book adjacent things in 2020. And one of them, I think the standout was the second season of Umbrella Academy. Totally. um, With the whole uh, time uh,
1: adjustments they're doing, I don't want to spoil too much. That was really uh, powerful, really strong. I loved it. Um, Maybe it's because I didn't read the second trade and I read Uh the first one, but I found the second season just leagues better than the first season.
0: It was so good. Like the effects were really good and like the character like dynamics between each one changed from the first season. So that brought a whole new like interest level to me when I was watching it. And I'm excited for the third season. Spoiler alert, the second season ended with kind of a cliffhanger and uh, leading into like a whole nother like team that they have to deal with. And they revealed it, uh, who the team that they're dealing with, it's going to be called the, uh, the Sparrows. And they revealed the cast of the Sparrows. And the one that I really want to talk about is the cube one. The really that one.
1: Uh, what is going on here? One of the characters on this team is this existential dread-inducing Psychonium Cube.
0: <laughs> it looks like uh like granite cut out box right but i guess it's like a sentient living thing in the in the comics right yes and, and and in this third season and i look umbrella academy already brings out the strangest of the strange so to have a team member that's just like a living square like <laughs> it kind of just fits
1: right i mean they've got a uh, monkey butler they've got a mom android there's like weird stuff on the show they keep things kind of out there but uh, i don't see it out of bounds uh i love that the the cube actually has a name on the show the the
0: name of the cube is christopher (laughs) (laughs) i love that i mean he is a team member so it's justified are you feeling a a bit gypped he beat you out of the role this cube i was this close but uh also in the team is ben who is like the ghost character from the second and first season But it's like an alternate version of him because this one's alive, right? And he's like with the Sparrows instead of the Umbrella Academy. So I already loved what I saw in the second season. I am super excited now for the third season. It can't come any sooner. I I wish I could watch it now.
1: Yeah, one of the surprises that it became one of my favorite comic book TV shows. Um, uh, it's kind of hard to do with all this great stuff coming out. Uh, can't wait for the next season, how they're going to switch things up. Because I think season to season, they're really just doing weird stuff. I think that's actually how the comic went to. I didn't know yeah. that.
0: So hopefully, um, depending on when this comes out, we will talk about it more on the reader copy recap show. Totally. Yeah, I, I'm down for that. Cool. Well, that is it for the news, guys. Thank you for uh, sticking with us. Um, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. And if you can, please leave a review. That definitely helps us out a lot. Gets more ears on our voices, I guess. And it doesn't cost you anything. It <laughs> doesn't cost you a dime. What else is free for y'all is if you, uh,
1: you know, hit us up on all of our social media at the Reader Copy Podcast is where you can find us um we're featured on instagram facebook and twitter guys
0: all right let's hop into our comic book this week it is daniel's pick and he chose super sons wanted to do a more
1: of a fun comic this week so i decided to use super sons um that is a dc comics property uh and we're just gonna be doing the four first four issues in total this run this 2017 run a total of up to 16 issues uh, and the name of the trade we're doing is when i grow up uh all right so super sons i, I thought that was kind of a funny name because mm-hmm. we are dealing with superboy and robin at the time right it's like the yes the two sons of the the big two of the dc universe right
0: right so this robin is damian wayne yes uh bruce wayne's actual son right yeah spoiler and, alert yeah yeah spoiler
1: alert um and also superboy here is actually superman's son jonathan kent
0: yeah not like a clone from like the teen titans right no
1: it's actually him and lois's young one right right and uh at this time he's about 10 years old while damien i believe is around 13 yes um so uh our writers for today is uh his name is peter j Tomasi. I've seen his name uh, quite uh, around, right? Um, yeah. He's known for doing DC properties, The Outsiders, Nightwing. Um, right. Batman and Robin, which featured uh, Damian Wayne. So I think that- uh, helped kind of influence this work here too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, also he did Brightest Day, which was the follow-up story after Blackest Night, the Green Lantern story.
0: Yeah, one of the best Green Lantern stories.
1: Totally. And also he worked on the screenplay for the animated movie Death of Superman.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so I thought yeah, it was pretty, pretty cool. I like that. He's he's also working on two, some movies too. Uh, our artist Jorge Jimenez, we've seen his work uh, quite a bit in recent years. He's a yes. sp- Spanish artist. You're a big fan of his. Um,
0: yeah, anyone long time listener to the show knows I'm a huge Jorge Jimenez fan. He's in my top five comic book creators. I think right. his artwork is like I don't know. It's like feels like it's like leaps beyond what <laughs> I like from other ones. Like there, his is very good. He's just like also like DC's it artist right
1: now, right? um you can yeah you can just see that in the titles he's doing right now he's doing batman justice league those are big titles yeah. and they're, they're given to him he's i think he's not too far in into his career yet and he's doing those already also he's huge yeah as a as a physical as a person. person
0: yeah he looks like a superhero like in general he's Chiseled a jaw big biceps. he's <laughs> like he always wears like a superman shirt and i'm like oh this is just spanish superman totally it's a little bit annoying having a pretty person in
1: comic books, you know, like you could be doing anything else. You could be a premier league soccer star, if you wanted, (laughs) or a Calvin (laughs) Klein model, whatever. You you decided to be a comic book artist.
0: It's not fair that he's this big and good looking and is like this artistic, like spread the wealth. Pick one. Yeah. Uh, All right. So this story, uh, again, it was
1: released 2017, just around the DC universe. Uh, rebirth era, okay um, But the title Super Sons was used in other DC comics too
0: uh, Oh really? Yeah,
1: it's actually used in a quite a bit places First used in World's Finest Comics in 1973 And um, that dealt with Superman Jr. and Batman Jr. Uh, kind of what? the same deal They're kind of just this the kids of Superman and Batman But they're just called Clark Kent Jr. and Bruce Wayne Jr. And at the time, they were college what? days kids. Yeah. W- where are these people now? <laughs> it it was one of those things that was, um, written out of continuity. It turns out they were just computer simulations. <laughs> okay. Good. Yeah, that was the first round of those. Um, Super Sons were also used in an Elseworld story uh, around 1999. In, uh, I thought it was kind of cool. In 2011, they were used for a pair of another Superboy and um, Robin. They were part of this utopian future in a different uh, universe, right? Different DC universe. And okay. the team was called The Just, which was just like the children of all the Justice League characters. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I decided to pick this one because I thought it was going to be a fun romp with uh, these young characters. Um, I'd say the reading audience is not exactly for kids because at a certain point it gets a little bit dark, I would say.
0: It does. Yeah. So it's not necessarily like young adult reading. Like I feel like, yeah, it deals with like these little kids, but they face some pretty like drastic evil. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'd say. All right. Um, well, before we get into, I want to ask you a question. You go for it. I know with the debut of Damien in the comics and him being like an actual son of Batman, it was very controversial, and a lot of comic book readers were not a fan of Damien. As a character in general, as a Robin, as being the real son of Batman, What? how do you feel about Damien, and what do you think of him?
1: I think uh, I like him. As a person, he's the most annoying person I'll probably ever, if I ever did meet him, but mm-hmm. I I think the role of Robin just kind of gets a bad rap all the time, right? Sure. Uh, when we got the second Robin, uh, Jason Todd, we we killed him off because yeah. we didn't like him so much. I think just for some reason, <laughs> everyone thinks their Robin holds back Batman. Uh, and sure, Damien's kind of a jerk and uh, uppity and kind of pompous but that's i think that is kind of cool actually he's probably gonna learn uh, later on to be different right
0: yeah i also do really like damien i can see why people don't like him he's very different than the other robins and like being the actual like blood son of of bruce wayne kind of like puts a divide between him and the other robins totally Yeah, yeah yeah but like i i do like him as a character. And as a contrast to uh, Superboy in this book.
1: Yeah. Uh, a bit more about Damien is that he's actually the also the son of Talia al Ghul, uh, yeah. right? So just some backstory there. And I guess he was kind of a surprise for Bruce Wayne. He
0: was already a, like mm-hmm. a bit grown before he actually met Bruce Wayne, right? Yeah. Check out our episode of Batman when we did Bat-May. It was like son of the demon, yeah. right? Yeah. And it was weird because that book is like from the 80s, but like <laughs> it took like 30 years for Batman to meet his 10-year-old son. (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) Uh, All right. As we get into the story, we're going to start off with a prologue. And this is centered around a family, but mainly this one son in the family. He is kind of a jerk punk teenager. As he, um, he kind of orders his family around, he steals some of the popcorn from his brother, but the brother just kindly gives it. Um, His mother uh, lays a nice blanket on him to get comfortable in their uh, living room and just everyone in his family is kind of just appeasing him right just uh, being ultra nice to him for some reason even though he's such a jerk and like yelling at them to like pick stuff up for him and bring him whatever turn on the TV to the channel he wants. And this punk teenager just yells a group hug, and the the family just goes in for a group hug as a family,
0: but we zoom out of the shot and reveal like they're in- almost like a it's almost like a studio or like a set, so like this is all like made up it's not real right, right.
1: to get into the main story, we are following Superboy again, this is Jonathan Kent he's in out of his uh his superboy tire, he's just in regular old like kids' clothes, right as he's Uh, waiting in Hamilton County. That's just like 300 miles away from metropolis. And Mm -hmm. he's waiting for the school bus. Uh, It's a snowy day out.
0: The bus driver comes and it's not his regular bus driver. Mm -hmm. I guess the regular bus driver is sick. So he gets on the bus and I don't know if you ever ridden like a bus school bus when you were a kid, but like, it is like the scariest place for any, (laughs) any little kid. Like it is loud. The bus driver doesn't care. Kids are being bullied and and like there's like no rules back there in the school bus. Totally. I've only ever ridden on a school bus for field trips.
1: I wasn't the kid that goes every day.
0: Uh, no, I, I had to ride it every day. Oh, okay.
1: I didn't know that. Uh, so in the school bus here, someone's getting bullied. Someone's um, spitting spitballs at one of the uh, kind of dorkier kids on the bus and Jonathan doesn't like that. He's he doesn't like a bully. Superboy he uh, gets up says just quit it out. Stop being such a bully there at the back of the bus.
0: And instead, all the bullies turn their like spitballs onto him, and he's like pelted with a whole bunch of spitballs. <laughs> yeah, the bus driver's like, "Hey, everyone, like, be quiet. Get back to your seats, right?" So he has to like just walk back, like covered in like the <laughs> little wads of spitballs. Uh, all
1: right. So at the end of the whole school day, again, it's snowing out. And
0: Jonathan's like, how about we ha- have some fun and have a snowball fight, right? And he picks like the fight with the bullies, and it's all like the kids versus the bullies, and they're throwing like snowballs back and forth at each other. And one of the bullies hits another kid in the head with a snowball, and that snowball like causes the kid to start bleeding. Right, bleeding out
1: the head, and this angers uh Jonathan real bad. He, we see some glow in his eyes, you know, pointing to him using his uh heat laser vision, but he just puts his glasses back on and says, Not right now, he's gonna hide it um and he yells out a threat to the bullies but out of nowhere a gigantic snowball falls straight onto the group of the three bullies there
0: as he looks up above the school standing on the roof is the bus driver apparently the bus driver dumped like this giant snowball on the bully kids uh this is suspicious for jonathan
1: so he kind of quickly runs up there talking to the bus driver Come to see it is actually Damian Wayne inside of a disguise with like old man mask and uh, some uh, stilts, small stilts below his feet.
0: Yeah. So he dresses up like the bus driver, I guess, to like spy on Jonathan. Right. Mm -hmm. And apparently he was doing this all day. Like he was also like his fake substitute teacher. Like he has another mask. So he's been, like, watching Jonathan all day. Jonathan cannot believe this, that Damien would
1: fake all his geology knowledge to to be a substitute teacher, but Damien just says, no, I, that was actually all true. I know all of the stuff. Yeah,
0: Damien, since birth, has been trained to be, like, super smart and also, like, super deadly. So, like, he was trained by the League of Assassins to, mm-hmm. like, replace Batman, right? So that Batman could be on their side. So he is just, like, totally book smart and knows how to like fight whereas like any other average kid is just like a little kid where he is he looks at everything like an adult already
1: Like, uh, he is Bruce Wayne and Tali Agul's son. Imagine if Bruce Wayne started out at zero doing the practice he does now, right? (laughs) Yeah, Not in his late 30s or whatever. Okay. um, Damon mentions, like, he would have even had his doctorate by now if his mom didn't kill his professor. And Mm. that kind of uh, surprises Jonathan. Cut to
0: later in the day, we're in Gotham now, and we're at Wayne Manor. Batman is there, and he's pretty much telling Damon, like, I'm going out for like the regular night patrol. And Damon's like, okay, cool. Let me get ready. I'll go with you. And Batman's like, no, you can't go because you pretty much skipped your homeschooling today to go like follow Jonathan around. Totally. So, like, we had a deal. I'll let you be Robin if you continue like studying, but you didn't. And that was the deal. So you can't go out as Robin with me tonight. And
1: there's kind of a, a sting there for Damien. Now, as we follow Jonathan back at um, you know their barn in uh, Hamilton County, it's him playing cards with Lois and, and uh, Clark, his parents. And uh, Jonathan's explaining what happened at school today how, about the bullies and everything, how he was tempted mm-hmm. to use his superpowers. But you know he held back. He might have used it a little bit on the snowball, but... Um, Clark is really proud of him. There's like this nice tender moment. He's saying, you know, Jonathan, you did exactly what I expected you to. You, uh, my, your, your mom and I are proud of you. Right. It's a really
0: nice tender moment. Definitely just showing the contrast as lifestyles that the two kids leave, live. It's like Batman is harsh. And he's like, no, we made a deal. So you stay home. Right. Totally. And I'm going to go like fight crime right and then jonathan's like at home playing cards at like the kitchen table with his dad yeah
1: stark difference there as jonathan uh you know tucks in uh for the night later that night Um, surprised to see that damien is in the room sneaking up on him
0: <laughs> yeah and uh jonathan's already like in his pjs and if you look closely his pjs obviously is like a knockoff of ninja turtles oh i didn't notice that but it says like the boxer frog <laughs> that's pretty good and it it looks like it's the exact same pose that the ninja turtles do in the cartoon like with like leaning back to back and stuff so it's like this is obviously ninja turtles but it's like the parody of it
1: i did not notice that one bit that's funny uh lois barges in the room because she heard a noise but jonathan kind of hides that saying oh he was on his computer it was just his his sound on his computer uh and then lois just scolds him to to go to bed
0: but damien is like egging him on like you have to come with me like you're supposed to be Superboy, right? Like, why don't we go out and, like, fight crime? We'll be back before anyone even notices that you're gone. And he's really just, like, teasing him, like, come on, you think you're, like, Superboy, why don't you go out with me, right? Right, right. Damien mentions there is some
1: hacking attempts at LexCorp facilities. So there's some type of breach going on,
0: and that's what they should go out for. So they go to Metropolis. It's the middle of the night, right? It looks yeah. like a stormy night. And they're standing there in front of the LexCorp building. And Superboy, though he's like younger, he is taller than Damien, which he never like, he always teases about that. Like I'm taller than you, even though I'm younger. Right. Yeah. And he's just wearing like jeans. Like this is a Superboy costume. He's wearing jeans with holes in the knees. Yeah. And like a hoodie with a cape instead of a hood. That That's, looks like a zip up. It's kind of fun, but
1: also it's like something you could find at Walmart, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so the two of them, they um scale the... Uh, side of the Lex Corp building as they're scaling it, you know, uh, out of nowhere behind them appears Lex Luthor. And Lex is in a full suit of mechanized armor. And on his chest is actually the Superman symbol.
0: This is, I thought was really cool. It's drawn really well too. Mm-hmm. But like Lex is obsessed with Superman and like being Superman, right? So that's why his armor is even to like mimic Superman. And he, he actually like goes by the name like I am Superman, right?
1: It's a, I think it's a weird phase in his life right now. He's definitely. Just, yeah. Yeah. calling himself Superman, and that's that, that's it. I'm Superman for now. Forget that other guy.
0: <laughs> and he's he doesn't know who these kids are, right? He's just like, what are you guys doing, right? You guys are on private property, pretty much. Mm-hmm.
1: What I thought was pretty cool is for each issue, it's kind of continuing on with the prologue we saw earlier. Um, mm-hmm. Back to that family, that punk kid, he's like multiplying. There's like duplicates of him, and he's now looking for his... Uh, each part of his family on this this set right this uh, weird TV yeah. set he's looking for each member to kill them his father yeah, his it's mother. almost like a it's like a deadly hide and seek that they, they set up mm-hmm. he finds all of them except for his sister and
0: uh, his sister just runs away scared yeah she's able to escape um, cut back to the Super Sons and Lex Luthor the way they draw this Jorge Jimenez draws it too is like really cool because like it's from the inside shot of the building looking out yeah but you see like Damien dangling there from his like rope and the perspective is like it's just like super cool <laughs> I don't know how to describe it but like you just see like his feet up against the glass I like just like standing there against the window looking at Luthor. It's
1: really creative, the positioning he's doing and just everything looks crisp. Uh, I think he's got to do some, he's been probably doing some graphic artistry like for a long time now with the uh, with the way he draws this. So Lex, like what the heck are you children doing here? Why do you even look like uh, Superman and, and Robin? Mm-hmm. You guys must be imposters. Get off the side
0: of my building. Hey. Yeah. Kids get out of here, right? Mm-hmm. So, what Damien does to like cause a distraction is he grabs Superboy by the ankle and like throws him down. Now, though he is the son of Superman, da- uh, Jonathan cannot fly yet. He doesn't have that power. So, he's like literally falling down the side of a building, and Lex has to like dive down and, and save him. This was all for Damien to uh, get the upper hand and
1: repel up to the top of the building by himself and breach the LexCorp facilities. Well, uh, Lex Luthor does catch Superboy just before they hit the bottom.
0: Superboy and Lex now are kind of like in like a small little fight here, and this gives time for Robin to plant a whole bunch of little explosives throughout. Like I'm guessing is like Lex's like server room or backup room or whatever.
1: Right while Damien sneaks into the computer and grabs some data. And the, the two of them, Superboy and Robin, sneak past underneath Lex Luthor as he deal has to deal with the bombs.
0: The the Super Sons ditch them and ditch him and get out of the building. And then across like the other rooftop. Now Damien and Jonathan. This is like first of many arguments that they always get into. Right. And Jonathan's like, you know. You think you're so cool or whatever, but you don't even know what you're doing. You didn't know that Lex was there. like. And he says, like, you'll never be half as good as Batman, right? And Damien's like, no, I'm not. I'm going to be better, right? And he shows that his plan is working all along, and he's been downloading, like, the data of LexCorp's, like,
1: servers. So the two of them uh, sneak into some alleyway to peruse the data they got. Inside, they see some videos of, remember that punk kid earlier? That mm-hmm. punk teenager? It's, it looks like he was stealing something from Lexcorp, some type of armor right um, so as Superboy gets a hand of the the tablet they're looking at the uh, all the videos on somehow he notes the teenagers in multiple places in the facility at once all at the same
0: time yeah. he can like duplicate himself and he's like stealing a whole bunch of stuff throughout the whole building all at once, and they learn this guy's name, I guess his name was Reggie, and they track down like where he lives. So now Jonathan Superboy is like, well, why don't we just tell our dads, right and let them take care of it? And Robin is constantly like, dude, like we're we're superheroes. Let's take care of this, right? Right, right. Uh,
1: so um, Superboy just says, "All right, fine, fine. We'll, we'll continue on, and it's it's already my past my bedtime, but they're they're gonna go into to more uh, investigation and riding on Damien's cool motocross bike, they they uh, travel all the way down to where um, this Reggie guy is supposed to be,
0: and it's like an abandoned warehouse. When they get in, we see like it's that studio that we first saw that family in, right?
1: Yes, yes. Um, Damien is explaining this family. It looks like um, someone they saw on the news. This uh, family, they were a case of someone who caught the amazovirus. That was this virus going around in Metropolis at the mm-hmm. time. And yeah. it, it basically what happens is you get superpowers when you ha- you're on this virus. <laughs> So it's based off the villain Amazo. Do you know the
0: villain Amazo?
1: He's this like android who can copy any uh, superpowers that he fights in someone else, right? Um, Right. So if he fights like Superman, he'll get like, he'll copy Superman's powers. Yeah. His uh, super strength. If you Mm -hmm. see him flying, he could fly now. Things like that. Um, but uh for some reason there 's this virus going around, and you can get in superpowers yourself and this family was part of that, yeah,
0: so they became like a superhero family for a while. Except, I guess the son Reggie didn't like being a superhero, and now he's more of becoming a villain. As they're cruising uh, the studio, they see the dead bodies of
1: that family earlier, except, of course, Reggie and the sister. They're just like bleeding yeah. out there. This is that dark part I was talking about. <laughs> the yes, dead family on the ground, um, and Superboy is saying, "Okay, this is the end of it. This is too dark. We have to call our, our our dads now, right?" Yeah, it's like
0: dead bodies now. This is not a joke anymore.
1: No, not at all. Damien says, "Um, are you kidding me? Just go if you want to. I'll handle this myself. Right? You've served your purpose." Mm -hmm.
0: So Jonathan Superboy does like jump out of there. Like when he leaps, it's like I don't know, like a mile away when he lands again. So he's trying to get out of there to find his dad and tell him about what's going on.
1: Yeah, funny. Uh, fun fact about the super jumping. Um. did you know mm-hmm. super bowl superman uh in the past he cannot uh j- fly at the start he can only jump really high that he could make leaps of a whole yeah. building right that phrase whatever it was and yeah. he couldn't fly until the cartoon the first ever cartoon
0: yes because they got tired of drawing him jumping everywhere so they're just like let's just make him fly so that's yeah. why he can fly
1: yeah so uh, <laughs> you could thank that cartoon for that um, back to the story, Damien is in investigation detective mode as he's looking through the bodies. Um, and Jonathan, he finds uh, a girl out in the woods as he's trying to leave. That, that's the sister of of Reggie, okay? Um, yeah, while she's crying there. She's crying there. While they're doing that, behind them um, are Superman and Batman. Behind Damien is Superman. Behind Jonathan, Superboy, is Batman. Looking very sinister, actually.
0: Yeah. And right away, we kind of know like, okay, these aren't the real ones because they start attacking the kids.
1: Yeah. Um, Batman flings Batarang straight at Jonathan. Uh, Superman tries to use his heat laser vision to
0: incinerate. Uh, Damien. And as the kids are, like, fighting the parents, we see, like, they're running off, like, electricity because there's, like, little charges of bolts escaping them. So we know now, like, these are, like, androids, too. Copied versions of their dads.
1: Right. Um, As they keep tussling, somehow, uh, Damien and Superman make the way to the woods. And the sister, Reggie's sister, out of nowhere, she yells out, Stop! And the uh, the androids—they just stop still. They don't. They're not moving. They're not operating. Somehow, the sister can control these androids.
0: Yes, this is her power that she gained from the Amazo virus. She can control like machines.
1: And they kind of just like flop to the ground, like they're like uh, toys in Toy Story. They <laughs> they, they just stop there. And yeah. So the the three of them, uh, they just make a break for it, trying to get out of there. Um To uh, possibly inform their
0: dads, right, yeah, and as they 're like trying to escape, the sister reveals like that those people that are killed are not really the real parents, those are also like androids
1: right. um she says that uh her brother Reggie, mm-hmm. with his superpower of multiplication of like duplicating himself he uh he kind of got darker, he just for some reason he he was never a nice brother, but now he 's kind of evil. And yeah. at a certain point, he even stole the Amazo armor. And this is this extra yes. armor that Lex Luthor built. Yeah.
0: So, that's why he was at LexCorp in the footage. He was stealing that armor. And what he does now is he duplicates his family, like his brother, his sister, and the parents, over and over so that he can like, keep killing them over and over. So, Even darker. <laughs> pretty dark. Yeah.
1: So, back at the um, those android bodies of Superman and Batman... They uh, stand up, but then they melt down to the ground and they reconfigure into copies of Superboy and Robin.
0: Yeah, remember they can copy whatever like they come in contact with. Mm-hmm. So since they fought Robin and Superboy, they can now transform into them. And then like, T-1000s, like, more liquid comes out of them and then form even more versions of, like, Android Robin and Android Superboy.
1: Right. Um, as the sister tries to, like, explain the whole conversation, she, uh, she breaks down a bit. She gets a little bit too angry at um, the circumstances with uh, Reggie and her eyes just turn blood red And um, she just, like, turns into a whole different person the way she's talking. It turns out this is an android, too. It's not the girl. It's not the sister at all.
0: Mm -hmm. Like we said, Reggie's making, like, copies of his family. So this is just, like, another copy of his sister.
1: Yeah, apparently the sister is hidden away somewhere along with the family. They're still alive. They're just um, in, like, some type of stasis. And the sister is able to break into this robot copy of herself and talk to Superboy and Robin.
0: But from behind, like all the copies of Robin and Superboy jump out of the woods and are ready to attack the two sons. And they're all uh they all
1: have the voice of Reggie from far away. He's kind of speaking to uh Superboy and and Robin, threatening them that uh He is the Kid Amazo. He's this character that can now have any power he wants. He can copy any power he wants. He can make duplicates of himself. He's just ultra powerful, threatening
0: the two of them, the Super Sons. So the sister does like her last effort, and you know she's not the real daughter, right? She's also a copy, like a robot. Yeah. She's like, I'll hold off as many as I can. You guys go run and save, like, the real, real family, right? And real me. (laughs) Yeah. So they're running away, and she, I think she, like, self destructs and blows up a bunch of the robots, Mm -hmm. but there's still some that survive, and they're chasing Robin and Superboy.
1: Uh, Robin is able to steal one of the android heads, and he's
0: tinkering around
1: with it as he's, uh, riding Superboy like on a a horseback.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's giving him like a piggyback ride. Totally. While Robin is like trying to hack the android head. But they run
1: into a bunch more of the copies of themselves and it's an all-out fight. Uh, Robin does an uppercut kick to a lot of the Superboys and Superboy
0: rips open some android uh, Robins. But eventually they're caught and, and they're captured by Kid Amazo, now in like the Amazo armor, which... It's like this black looking, like, almost like, I don't know, from the Star Trek Borg. You maybe, maybe.
1: Yeah. It kind of looks like it's made out of, like, the aliens from Alien, you know? Yeah. Like an exos armor like that uh surrounding Kid Amazo. So, uh Kid Amazo has got Robin and Superboy captured, uh, chained up, right? And uh there's a funny thing here where Damien says, Jonathan, do you even have any superpowers? Why don't you just break us out of here? Yeah. He's like... I
0: don't even think you have like regular strength, let alone super strength. Like, yeah, <laughs> you can't even break these chains. And he's making fun of Robin too. Like, he's like, well, what are your powers? Just like jumping and flipping a lot. It's like, that's all you can do. And he's, and apparently he's like, no, I have superpowers and you'll see pretty soon what they are. So Robin counts three,
1: two, one, and out of the roof, breaking in uh, is a um, superhero landing lex Luthor in his superman suit of armor
0: yes this is what robin was doing when he was hacking the head of one of the androids as he was like communicating with lex saying like this is where uh kid amazo has stolen your armor so come get it
1: yeah and you know as petty as Luthor is he just barges in there wanting his armor back i think Luthor looks sick he, he's kind of cool right he's got this like yeah. bluish uh exoskeleton that it's he, He's Lex Luthor. He's not supposed to be cool. The green, the green armor always look tacky to me.
0: No, but this is like copying Superman now, like with the S, and it's like blue and red cape. And I think he looks dope. <laughs> um, so
1: Lex Luthor breaks out Robin and Damien as he kind of just destroys a lot of the android copies lying around. Um Kid Omazo makes a swipe at the the Super Sons and gets the upper hand. Um but Damien is even able to throw him to the ground as Superboy tries to save the real family and get them out of the warehouse.
0: Yeah. Superboy has like the dad, the mom and the brother like on his back while Robin is running carrying the daughter on his back. So they're trying to get them to safety. And the whole family is like unconscious and sedated, except for the daughter. And Robin's like, we need you because of your powers, right? So we actually, we're going to leave your family here in the woods, but you need to come back with us to the warehouse. Right. She has the power again to control
1: machinery. Now, what she needs is Kid Amazo to be just one single thing. Um, So uh, Superboy and Robin, they kind of try to rile up Kid Amazo, making swipes straight to his face. And this just pisses off Kid Amazo even more. So what he decides to do is conjure up all the androids, make them melt into a suit of armor to make him stronger, right? Stronger buffer armor. Yeah,
0: so all of the androids are like liquefying and then going absorbing back into Kid Amazo. And once all of them are in there, uh the daughter his sister uses her powers to separate him from the suit, like totally unexpected by him. And it's really cool. She, the
1: armor kind of like rips away, you can see kind of shredding around him, and it kind of like like a like animal, like a beast kind of um, is cowering in the, in the corner, angry at them. It's almost like a symbiote. <laughs> totally. Uh, <laughs> with that uh, out of there, as the suit of armor pounces on them, Lex Luthor is just able to just stop it, just stomp on it with his suit of armor, and it's got the upper end. And he's like, "Okay, this is what I came for. My suit of my second suit of armor. I mean, I guess that's all he's got." Yeah.
0: <laughs> and he's looking at the super sense now, and he's like, "You know, I still think you guys are punk kids, but I guess thanks for tracking down my armor." Um You guys are still like criminals because you broke into my facility, so the cops are on their way, but you have three minutes I'll give you like a head start right <laughs> yeah uh so the the two of them make a break for it back home. It's been a
1: long night um as the two get to Hamilton county Jonathan's uh barn place uh Superboy tries to sneak back into his bedroom out the the window, right, but standing there waiting for him in his bedroom is Lois and Alfred
0: angry that the two of them snuck out at night. <laughs> so they've been caught, they're busted. And that is how that story ends.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, the two kids uh sneaking out at night, so they get grounded just like any others. I thought that was a fun read. Uh both Peter, Jay Tomasi and Jorge Jimenez were just kind of pulling all the stops is really good um on yes, both sides.
0: I really enjoyed it. I love the dynamic between the two kids, how one is like very like hard headed and stern and the other one's like Always, like, he's more powerful, but always, like, we should call our parents, right? <laughs> he's kind of innocent, right? And he's also unsure yeah. of himself. And he's the younger one, but he's bigger. And he's also, like, kind of, like, jealous because, like, Damien at this time is in the Teen Titans. Oh, that's right. Right. He's, uh, and yeah. constantly saying, like, oh, man, how come?" like, I don't want to be in your team anyway because he wasn't invited, right? And then Damien keeps saying, like, it's because you're not a teen, right? It's in the name. <laughs> you're only 10. Even though he's shorter than him. I mean, yeah. any chance
1: they get, they are poking fun at each other. Uh, it's kind of funny. But also, it's also like the playground dynamic of mm-hmm. Batman and Superman, right? It's just the kid version of that where Superman has his superpowers, but he doesn't... In Batman's eyes, he doesn't use it to his full potential. Or Batman is just sure. a tour de force, and that's how he does his job.
0: Yeah. So, you definitely get that dynamic from their sons. I really like it. I love the artwork, of course. Yeah. And then even like Lex Luthor in his Superman armor looks sick. So uh, I enjoyed it a lot. I, I also enjoyed, like, Kid Amazo. Once he was, like, fully in the armor, he looked pretty cool, too. Um, I, I want to keep reading. He said there's only, what, 16, 17 issues? Yeah, yeah. I wish it went longer. Um, I think it was
1: all around, like, a fun thing. It's not really made me the main uh, characters of the DC universe, but who cares? It was a fun read.
0: Yeah, I definitely think this is what got... Jorge Jimenez, like, on board to do the Batman and Justice League books. Oh, I can see that. So this is, I would see, like, this is, like, his trial run, and the artwork is definitely top-notch. Yeah,
1: yeah. That was Super Sons, and it was a fun read. Uh, You want to jump into our side stories?
0: Yeah, let's do it. I did not plan to do this, but I sat down with lunch over the weekend and I was just perusing Netflix. Uh I had no intention to watch anything substantive. Uh, And then I discovered a show that I never heard of until that moment. And I end up watching the whole freaking season in one day. Hmm. Uh, You know, I kind of like reality shows, and this is a reality show in the vein of kind of Kardashians and like the uh, Vanderpumps of the world who are you mom (laughs) this is definitely uh offspring of like crazy rich asians Hmm. but it's like just the real life crazy rich asians of of la okay is this
1: like the kardashians but they just happen to be like what east asian
0: so like they're not they're not a family it's just like a group of friends right and some are older than the other some are younger uh and honestly I think it's like Kardashians and people like them are going to, like hold my drink cuz oh. these agents are like billionaires uh-huh. like multi like uh, it's ridiculous like well it's mainly their parents but like it's the people that like like live in like Malibu and Beverly Hills right and like What's the they name like of the show? Shut, okay, the show is called Bling Empire Ooh. on Netflix, and I don't know how, but I watched the first season in one day, oh my <laughs> nonstop. God. Congratulations, you did it. It's it's pretty entertaining, really. I will say, like, if there is like, it, it is definitely like a cast show, but like, if there's a main character, it's this dude who is an Asian guy but adopted by a white family, all right. grew up in like middle America, doesn't really know a lot of like Asian culture, right? Okay, all right. He 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 doesn't like he doesn't know like his parents or where he really came from and he moves to LA because he has a job as a model right it's a good looking dude okay right cool that's a it's a win for the Asians he meets like his new best friend in LA uh, this guy named Kane the model guy's name is Kevin right. he meets this guy named Kane and apparently this guy's father is like super billionaire guy right
1: what uh? What's he his uh his father's business? What's his import transport? I don't know. What is it's it?
0: It's like oil. I don't know. Oh. Whatever money is, <laughs> and then uh, and so like Kevin is like pretty humble. He doesn't like come from a lot of money. Like oh. and these guys come from unlimited money, right?
1: Oh, he's like uh the fish out of water. This is him yeah. like introducing to this world of the fabulous life.
0: Yeah, definitely like outrageous, outlandish. He like wears old clothes but like but he's still like a model dude so he's still kind of like a little bit of a douche
1: <laughs> right when you're good looking you kind of don't know how good you had it wherever your yeah. status is
0: yeah so he he pretty much had everything except the wealth so <laughs> <laughs> except that uh so he's getting used to like living in la and living and being friends with all these other like other friends of of kane that are like ridiculously wealthy like The first episode, uh, one of them literally shuts down Rodeo Drive to throw a party. Seriously, Rodeo Drive? Yeah, yeah. So like, I don't think Kardashians are doing that. They can't do that. But like, they like when they party, it's like a gala event of like the rivals, the Met.
1: (laughs) That sounds like they're doing that. Whether there's a show or not, they're just gonna be partying that hard.
0: Yes. Yeah. It sounds like Danny Ocean should be robbing this. Place. <laughs> the one character, I forget her name. I think it's like Kelly. She's married to this Chinese doctor who, like, would be the next in line to, like, the Chinese royalty if they still followed that hierarchy or whatever. Okay. Oh, okay. So like, he is, you know what I mean? Like, he would be like the Prince Charles of, of China.
1: He's he's up there. It's just, uh, gotcha. Okay. Okay. He is up yeah, there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, they're crazy, rich Asians. <laughs> and then, and then there's these char- other characters that are like their parents. They, their parents are like from rich from different things. Like, okay, one of them is like half Japanese, half Russian, and all they say is like her money comes from like guns or something like that. Jeez. <laughs> and uh, what is cool, I guess, is there's different ranges of how stuck up these people are. There's some that are like you would think, like, oh, you're one of the more richer ones. You're more materialistic, but exactly the opposite. They're more. Like, they've lived through that long enough to like, now I just want to get to know people and be nice to people. Where like the money,
1: the lavish lifestyle, the wealth, it's actually, you get enough of it, you don't care about it anymore. Exactly. But she has the most
0: of it. (laughs) Okay. But it's just like, I don't care about that anymore. And uh, apparently like she was like the socialite back in the day, but then she wanted to like not be in that world anymore to like raise her kids. Oh, okay. Now her kids are like old and adults. She's going back into that world where she's now kind of like rivals with the one that took over that role when she bowed out, I guess.
1: huh So there's like there.
0: drama. There's definitely like throwing like passive aggressive shade to people, right? Ooh. And, <laughs> this honestly does and, not sound like your type of show. <laughs> no, no. It's so good. I wish there was more. You should watch it. Okay. It's called Bling, Bling Empire. There's one that's, like, a super rich DJ. Oh, <laughs> that's like, your thing. She's famous in, like, Asia. I mean, she they showed one second of her DJing, and the rest is just about her lifestyle. <laughs> and and uh, it, it's honestly, like, the money and all the big parties and stuff is cool. But the show hinges on these cool people's, like, like life outside of that. Um, the guy that you think is going to be the douchiest is probably, like, the nicest one. Hmm, hmm. And they definitely do, like, the L.A. stuff, like... Oh man, I feel I had a bad week, so I'm gonna go talk to my shaman or something like that
1: <laughs> right? like uh, like pray your crystals, light some candles, things yeah. like that. okay <laughs>
0: they definitely do that stuff and like one of them went to like um uh like hypnotherapy <laughs> okay <laughs> right but then there's also like really like kind of like important stuff where like the one that's adopted wants to like find his birth parents and it's a pretty dramatic and kind of like stressful thing that he has to deal with. And honestly, and then he's like, there's one thing that's like, this guy really likes this one girl, but this one girl is in like a bad relationship mm. and he's trying to like get her out of it, but not cross the line. And honestly, if you like reality television, this is a good one of those.
1: Oh, okay. I mean, knowing myself, now that you've suggested it, I'll probably catch up today also, because that's yes. how I do things. <laughs> uh, I'm wondering, do they actually, them being super rich, do they actually go into them, how they became rich or is it just... You don't care about that. It's about living this lavish lifestyle.
0: A lot of them, it's uh, from their parents who you don't see. Well, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, they, they're they definitely just like the rich kids. They're like trust fund kids. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. But then there's the one that's like the model that came from middle America that doesn't come from wealth. And he's like finding his way to fit in with these people, even though he doesn't have this money. And I will say he does evolve into like a douchier guy, I think. As the season goes on. As the season goes on. And it's like, dang it. I I hope you're going to be like the cool one that – always stays down to earth but uh, it it doesn't and the one that you think is like the most like crazy with the money stays kind of like the cool glue of the group throughout which eventually becomes like my favorite wow there's
1: actually a dynamic here and they're like a friend group yeah but they're just super ultra rich happy to be asian yeah
0: and then there's like different age ranges too like there's like the older generation the younger and you see that that dynamic of like the youngers are a little bit more spoiled and more uh less respectful.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I think that's just kind of the cultural thing. Um yeah, being agents ourselves we know like kind of the difference in generations.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's definitely a a show like it's not for everybody. And if you don't like reality television, like of course you won't like this. Skip it, okay? But I do enjoy it sometimes, and this one I kind of fell into, and I just kept watching it. And I was surprised that I ended it already. I wish there was more. And um, I do recommend it. It's called Bling Empire on Netflix. Cool, cool.
1: It's ma- maybe not sounds like the height of television, but um, it's but kind it's of the, it's the
0: height of television. Yeah, it is definitely it? Is. Okay,
1: <laughs> never mind. I take my words back.
0: <laughs> it's the best thing I've ever seen.
1: So I've also been watching a show. This one is on HBO, uh, another HBO show this time around. But it is mm-hmm. um, the TV version of Snowpiercer. Uh, oh, okay. You remember that movie? It was pretty good, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was also a, a comic book. It's also a comic book. That's right. Um, so this is just the TV version. Um, I really like the movie. I've watched it a bunch of times since, since up till now. Like every once in a while, I kind of crave to watch the movie. Um, really? Yeah, I do. Uh, the TV show and movie, um, the cir- the premise is uh, the world has just been come a frozen wasteland, right? And all of humanity that's left of humanity is on this um, train that's f- on this track that's forever going, It just circles around the world in a specific track, right? Mm-hmm. It's the only like habitable environment. It's a like, 1,001 uh, car long train and it just keeps going on and with uh, years go by and what happens is with the society living on the train is there is just like a class system there's the super rich people and the ultra poor right um, I think that's what drew um, Bong Jun ho to direct the The movie, the one that starred Chris Evans, um, I think that's like a topic that he really likes to do, Bong Jun ho it's like Parasite was kind of the same thing, right? Yeah. Um, So the TV show, how can you stretch what was a movie into like an entire season uh, of the uh, the show, of the story, right? Um, It's pretty interesting. Um, The the poor people are very poor, like they have nothing, right? They're in rags, (laughs) while the richest are just decadent. They're on a train. They're like in a car and train, right? And they're living the lifestyle they have just... Because their parents are rich. Their parents are rich. Pretty much same thing. Wow. wow. <laughs> Not everyone is Asian on the show, but some of them are. Okay. <laughs> and they, you know, the rich have like furs and they'll have even, even the food, when all the food that could possibly exist is on the train, even the food is like decadent, like caviar and things like that. Um, hmm. And the... uh I'm going to just continue to compare the TV show and the movie, right? The movie is really like fast-paced because the whole idea is the poor, the the tail of the, the train, the very back, the yeah. poor are trying to drive, trying to um break through and get into the front of the train where the richest are because they're very segregated. There's like a whole police system there where the poor stay in the back and the rich stay in the front, right? Yeah, and there's like a middle, right? There is a middle um, where it's just like – either where they uh, produce all the things, like they have animals on there where they have to produce the meat. They have to... Uh, there's even like... It's really like sci-fi stuff where they have like a, an aquarium in the in one of the train cars, right? Because they have to okay. keep the fish alive and uh, maybe have water. Things like that too. It's very not possible, right? It's a train that's going on forever. Um, yeah. And it's a perpetually going thing. Um, it is a comic book at the end. It. It's actually a French comic book. It yeah. Le train's personage snow piercer. That's the, that's the French <laughs> word. Can um, I get that again? Le train's personage. <laughs> <laughs> Madame. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the, the acting on the TV show is not that great. Oh, it's not, uh, the, the main character, um, David Diggs is the actor. He what well, I know him from is Hamilton. He was one of the guys on on the yes. that you
0: know him? Yeah, I've seen him around in some movies.
1: I got to say his acting is not great. Um, uh, it's too bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sean Bean is on the show? I know he is. I haven't oh, seen really? him yet. I haven't seen him yet though. He is on the show though. Uh, I seen oh, him in the trailer. He's already dead. Possibly, possibly. <laughs> um, now uh Div- David he plays one of the like poor that are Happens to make his way into the rich. Jennifer Connelly is on the show, and she is yeah. kind of like, um, kind of like the sub boss, where he, she kind of like communicates with like all different um, trains of the car and is in charge of keeping the order, right? And she's very, she's uh, very um, smart in how she kind of controls the society built in this train that it's all the it is of the world. And is it the way they like kind one
0: of, to one to the movie? Like these are the same characters, or no? Um, you know what?
1: The interpretations are different, and the, the, some okay. of the names are different. Actually, okay. So I'm not so, sure. So no, <laughs> a lot of it is the same though. Like the the way things look, some things look the same. The very poor tail, okay. there's they just look kind of like what they looked like in the movie. Um, I think there was like part where there's a classroom even trained on the thing. It looked a lot like what was in the movie. Um, okay. So they the way they stretch it out into a whole season is. The main character of this show, he's actually in the past life, he was a detective and he gets pulled out of the tail into more of the like upper class train cars to solve a murder. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of interesting. Oh,
0: yeah. So the people on the train remember a time before the train.
1: Totally. It was like six years ago. The world was fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but just like the the metaphor of both on the TV show and the movie it's thick the the division between the upper class and the lower class you could see it and that's fine it's like it's it's like lays it on thick and I, I I kind of like that I kind of uh see the the world that they're building right um and I think the movie also did a better job at the spectacle of it of like um because they had only had two hours to do the whole story yeah, yeah, yeah so uh, I'm kind of watching it kind of. I, I call this new title like background television. <laughs> sure, yeah, I do that. I it's I know the I kind of know the semi story of it. I'm only four episodes in, and I think there's ten so far. Um, and uh, I don't care that much about it, but I'm I'm not hating it. <laughs> uh, but so you think the movie's better? I think the movie's better. Yeah, and it is a uh, it is a story I already know, so I I, I kind of know what's gonna happen at least. Um, I think there are some things that are switching up, so it's keeping me on my toes a bit. I like that. Uh, I think they know that it, they have an audience that already saw the movie. So, they're switching things up. Certain, uh, Like in the movie, there's this one character, Mr. Wilfred, and he's like the, uh, the guy that's in charge of the whole train that we barely see until the end of the movie, right? Right. In the TV show, um, they kind of switch things up with that whole deal that I kind of like. Um, is that who
0: Sean Bean will probably be?
1: It could be. I'm not sure. I think it is. But before that happens, they did switch something up already that I, I kind of like okay um, yeah Yeah. something new um, I'm gonna keep watching just because I'm, <laughs> I might need just something in the background while I, I do chores or whatever I, I'm i not at the edge of my seat as I watch it and the acting's kind of bad <laughs> but you know it sounds like our side stories this week was like kind of just like garbage television to feed our eyeballs <laughs> no mine was the pinnacle of television <laughs> Uh, I'm not hating it. I'm, I'm not really not a hater with this show. I'm okay, <laughs> sounds like you hate it. I do I actually <laughs> don't. With everything I'm saying about it, I don't hate it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's what I watched uh, for the week.
0: You just like the the movie more.
1: I do. Yeah. 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 Uh, it is a comic book movie, a at, at TV show at the end of the day, so it, it does pertain to our show. I, I, I kind of forgot about that, honestly. I mean, maybe we'll do the comic for the uh, the show, the, the podcast, at a certain point.
0: Yeah, maybe we'll do it in French.
1: I'll have to learn that first. <laughs> you know, I, before that happens, I think, though... Earth is going to freeze over and we're going to be living on a train.
0: Okay. So we'll just live it. <laughs> All right. You have anything else you want to talk about? No, that's it for me. Cool. Yeah. Uh, that's it for me as well, guys. Thank you for tuning in to the Reader Copy Podcast. If you like what you heard, please do us a favor and subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. Just search for it in Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or if you prefer to stream it, we're also on Spotify.
1: Yeah, really appreciate you guys tuning in this week. Um, also, we have another show that uh, took place of our Monday spot, the Reader Copy Recap, where we talk about a great TV show, a comic book TV show. Right now, we're doing One Division, where we kind of recap the whole show episode each week. Um, appreciate that, and you know, let us know what you guys are up to. What are your side stories for the week? On all our social medias, you can find us at the Reader Copy Podcast. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.
0: Thanks, guys. Cool guys, we'll see you next week on um, Monday with the third episode of One Division, and then again on Wednesday we'll have a brand new comic book to talk about. Until then, Daniel, could you please hit him with the outro?
1: If you like what we had to say about the book, pick it up and read your copy. Bye. See you guys.